that's a double play, uh, like a double dish, right, of beautiful music. And uh, that's Point of View by Jimmy Lulu. And uh, earlier on played you, uh, Barry White, let the music play. As we continue our conversations, we conclude right now our conversations for today with uh, focusing on um, getting to know Solomon uh, Galushi Mathango. Um, also known as Kala, um, also known as Bazooka. And there are so many uh, names and titles, um, whichever one you choose. And today we get to know him better, uh, where he's from, um, why it's so significant for us uh, to actually pay attention. Why was uh, there was uh, so much um, attention on his birthday, uh, the 10th of July. And joining me uh, right now is Tuluhelo uh, Motlate, who is CEO of uh, Somafco Trust. Good afternoon and welcome to Luke. Good afternoon, Chris Elder, and good afternoon to your listeners. And take us through this journey. I mean, this young man, what is so significant about him? Okay, so I think first he, he represented the spirit of the youth of 1976. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got involved in um, the, the struggle, so to speak, through during the uh, after the 1976 uprising. Um he then went into into exile around 1977, uh, or around the end of 1976, um, and then got some training in, in Angola and got back into the country around, I think, March 1977. Um, uh, between then, he got arrested and was in jail from, from uh, 1977 to, to 1979. So I think those key, key, key uh, uh, milestones or points are what make him significant because he represented mm. the spirit of young people. And, and do we know um, for a fact what drew him uh, to politics and what kept him going? Um, we know that he was born in Pretoria on the 10th of July and uh, was the second son of Mama Damatlangu. And his father had left him in 1962. Um, but what kept him, what drew him to uh, politics? I think the general repression of uh, young young uh, young people and black people in general was clearly a factor. He could experience he experienced it around his community, but he also had uh, certain uh, flashpoints for himself personally mm. um, uh, that that we much closer to the the, the 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 desire to join the the, the liberation struggle. He was also there's a particular individual called Richard Chauke. Who, who also drew them in into Mkonto Esizwe. Um, but his personal, uh, personal, um, um, how do you say, his personal standpoint um, made him want to make a contribution for the liberation of, of black people. But again, 1976 and seeing other young people taking their destinies into, into their hands uh, was a significant inspiration for, for him to... to, to to join the, the, the struggle, yeah. And when he was um, uh, jailed, wh- what was the charge? What was the charge? Um, he was, what's the charge called? He was um, uh, sort of like guilty by association. So he was, wow. there was a, a clause, common cause, right? Not for killing anybody, but because he was part of the mission and people were killed and he was uh, charged for common cause. Yo. And this was under the Terrorism Act? Yeah, I think it fell, it fell under the Terrorism Act. He, he individually didn't actually uh, shoot anybody. He was trained to say each bullet must make a political statement. And he was in a warehouse where uh, warehouse where Mondum um had fired shots, let off a grenade, um, and was trying to actually escape 
But uh, in the process of trying to escape, they actually came back to try to save Muntu Mutuang, who was, uh, was hit over the head with a cold bath. And and what was his experience in prison? Be, his, before we even uh, get there, um, uh, what was he sentenced to for just he, association? Yeah, for common cause. So he, he was trialed because he was associated with a particular mission to stabilize the country, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think under the Terrorism Act. Um, and he spent two years in jail. Um, there's not extensive amount of information around the, the interactions that took place uh, while he was in jail. It's safe to say that he, he, he was true to form in the sense that he never gave away a lot of uh, information around what the, the AAC MK was doing in exile. Um, uh, you know, he, 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 he could have easily uh, shared a lot of information um, that would have compromised uh, even the other, other comrades who were still operational. So, he, and, and then when he was sentenced, um, prior to that, were there any interventions uh, from international organizations? Absolutely. So one of the points, in fact, uh, Judge Musanek a few years ago, uh, Deputy, Chief, uh, Deputy Chief Justice, made that uh, 15 years before Mashang was actually hanged, Wieselimini uh, was hanged, and that was the last of political executions for a period of about 15 years. But what they discovered a few weeks before the hanging of Isilemini was that you could actually create a lot of awareness around these political ex- executions globally because mm-hmm. there was a sudden uptick in, 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 in different corners of the world around uh, political executions. So when Mashango got arrested, the entire machinery, particularly of the ANC and the anti-apartheid movement, went into gear. And so you had massive campaigns in Holland, in the UK, uh, in Canada, you know, a state of execution campaigns. Mm-hmm. You had a, the, the, a, there was a rugby tournament to take place in Paris that was stopped uh, in protests uh, of, of the eminent execution of Solomon Mashamu. Mm-hmm. The United Nations Security Council also made a call for clemency. Uh, uh, the then president of the United States, Jimmy Carter, wrote to the president or the minister of police at the time. So it created a significant uh, global uproar and awareness against the apartheid regime, mm-hmm. so, um, which contributed immensely in, 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 uh, um, in the isolation of South Africa. And uh, unfortunately, he was then um, subsequently hanged. Uh, yeah. Tell us about those famous words as he was about to be executed. So, yeah, I recall them uh, in the manner that uh, they are inscribed at the Solomon Mashango Freedom College in Tanzania, which was named after him. Uh, and the words are, tell my people that I love them and they must continue the struggle. My blood will nourish the tree that will bear the fruit of freedom. Um, that these are words that he actually, uh, the last message that he gave to Priscilla Yana, who was at the time his, uh, his, his lawyer. And I, I have to tell you that um, we went to uh, Tanzania a couple of mm-hmm. years ago uh, through the Somafco Trust. And, yes. you know, standing next to his memorial stone and seeing those words, you can actually feel those words echo in, in one's soul. Uh, tell us about mm-hmm. what the Somafco Trust is about and why was it, it established? And what is the link with uh, Solomon Matlang? So um, in, in 1977, uh, the Tanzanian government uh, agreed to apportion some land to a 
infrastructure, both the ANC and the PAC. Um, the, the ANC built its facilities in, in Morogoro, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the, the school was then named the ANC school. But after the execution of Solomon Mahlamu, and, and also take into account uh, the fact that he had become a household name while in jail, um, uh, globally, the school was renamed into the Solomon Mahlamu Freedom College. And there, uh, there was a fluctuating population of South Africans uh, from, from you know, little toddlers to, to adults of around 5,000 uh, um, people. And you, you, you had a, you know, a hospital, the ANC, a Holland Solidarity Hospital, well, we call it the clinic, mm. in our term, the clinic. Then you had teachers' quarters, you had a farm, you had, uh, you know, a nursery school to high school, a well-functioning um, a, a, a community uh, that existed in exile. Um, and, and, you know, we, every year on the 6th of April, which is when uh, Mashang was hanged, um, we'd actually commemorate him and, and try to reinvigorate ourselves or our spirit, the spirit of struggle and uh, the pursuit of justice through remembering him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he, he represented, uh, one, one other student said to me that, you know, his words at the, at the, at, at the entry of, of Somafko are poignant in the sense that part of Solomon Masang's struggle uh, was aimed at being able to receive a quality education that he could not complete himself. Yeah. But the fact that there was a school that enabled that was actually um, a completion of that mission, that uh, students who went there could actually complete their education uh, uh, in some Africa. So, I mean, we, we're trying to just cover as much as we can with the limited time. Um, mm-hmm. The Freedom College, uh, he was then awarded posthumously uh, the Order of Mendy for bravery in gold. Uh, what did that mean uh, for your organization and for young people in general, knowing what he stood for? Um, yeah, I think he was awarded to Solomon Matang with the individual. Um, and, and, and maybe on that note, I, I, in, in terms of his character, one of the, 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 I found one of the best uh, reflections of who he was as an individual is his mother who passed away a few years ago, um, and you know, she 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 said uh, she shared a story at one point when we were visiting the house that he sort of admonished her because at some point she was selling alcohol in the community, and and he said to her, you know, you know, this this product also destroys our community as much as the apartheid mm. is doing, and, and she asked, him, so what are we going to do? You know, because we need to uh, augment our income, we need to get some income, and that's when he started selling foods and peanuts. And linked to that, he had some kind of um, altercation with a, a, a policeman who, who was harassing him at the time for, for doing what he was doing. And what are some of the leadership qualities that uh, we take from the life of o Solomon Mahlango? I remember his uncle being interviewed and talking about his ability to listen. Yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, as a young person, or at least I still think I am, um, I find when I look into his history that it's it's always important to really consider circumstances and if you need to break from the norm. So oftentimes uh, there was a, 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 a general generation 1976 broke off from the norm of protest and so on and led the uprising. So I think...